Hey family, we are doing episode five. Uh, we're talking about things that are sacred, things that ought to be guarded because God made them holy. And, um, <clears throat> and those things are your walk with God, your faith, your creativity, your purpose, uh, our f your family, who you are. You are sacred. You are holy, set apart when you say yes to Jesus um, and our influence, the territory God has given us. And today we're talking about time. Time is holy. I'm going to explain it. Let's jump in. Things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. much okay so i have this book i love i'm obsessed with it it's called the sabbath i reference it all the time okay it's written by abraham joshua heschel and um i, I reference it in my book i reference it on the podcast i think everyone should read it it's written he read it um he wrote it oof, i want to say after world war ii hmm well, I wanted to read this to you from the book. It's on. It's in the prologue. If you ever want to get it, read it. It's amazing. But it's talking about time, and we're talking about the sacredness of time. And time is important. It is holy. And um, one, I'm going to read it. Just, I'm just going to read it. One of the most distinguished words in the Bible is the word kadosh. It means holy. A word uh, which more than any other is representative of the mystery and majesty of the divine. Now, what was the first holy object in the history of the world? Was it a mountain? Uh, was it an altar? It is indeed a unique occasion at which the distinguished word kadosh is used for the first time. In the book of Genesis, at the end of the story of creation, how extremely significant is the fact that it is applied to time? And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Kadosh. It is epic. Okay. There is no reference in the record of creation to any object in space that would be endowed with the quality of wholeness. In the Bible, it is holiness in time. The Sabbath, which was first. Oh my God, it's so gangster. Okay, so guys, hold on. Before I dive directly into that, time is holy. Time is sacred. It is the reason why I push Sabbath rest so hard. God blessed the Sabbath. He blessed time and called it holy. And so I want to look at a quick recap of what we've been talking about and how it lands here and why I landed here. Your faith, your walk with God is meant to be set apart, right? How do we walk out our faith without understanding time? Won't our faith, uh, if we live our life in a hurry, live our life with FOMO, how do we live out a faith that is truly holy and sacred and surrendered? The same thing with our purpose, creativity, being creatives, allowing the presence of God to dwell in us in such a way that it draws others in. How do we do that in a hurry? How do we do that without understanding time? ourselves how do we see ourselves if we are constantly living under the shade of chaos and confusion and FOMO <laughs> and how do we love others and see people if we, we don't understand time 
And how do we truly step into the territories and the promised lands of our life if we are in a hurry and rushed and navigating things in, in, uh, the, in just complete chaos if we don't understand the holiness that is time? What is time? Time, if I had to explain it easily, it is decay. See, we were meant to live out life in eternity. We are uh, supernatural beings living a very natural life. And the reason we are is because sin came into the world. And what happened was this time that did not exist came into the world. And um, when time came into the world, uh, initially time was meant to be time with God. This space and time, the sun and the earth. And it wasn't like how long you live on the earth. It was a holiness set aside for to spend time with God. It wasn't the time on your watch. It wasn't um, the 70 years or 80 years you live on the earth. It was a time set apart, a space set apart to spend time with God. It was a Sabbath, right? Sin comes into the world and completely screws all that up. It, it totally, uh, it, it, it adds a war where there is no war. It adds battles where there is no battles. Uh, we begin to live life in a hurry and in a rush and full of chaos because we don't understand uh, that time was quite literally uh, kidnapped when sin came into the world and then began to, our lives began to decay until we end back up into eternity. God, that's really intense. It sounds like a science fiction movie. Yeah, I know. I know, man, but you know, it's what the Bible says, and I believe the Bible. So uh, time, there is no time before sin that was a part, that wasn't, like, there was time before sin, but it was the Sabbath, it was holiness, it was uh, declared holy, right? Time and space, and then he set us apart, so humanity to be holy. And then he sent space and territory and time to be holy. You can see this in the story of creation. But time is our lives. Uh, but time now in the world, what it's become is something we have to fight against. Um, we live in a, a hustle culture, in a um, everything in a rush uh, culture where time is something that we are warring against. We have to do so much. Um, uh, there's a, I don't, I don't believe in mentoring. Let me go back. I don't believe in mentoring um, for a number of reasons, but there's somebody who I love dearly, who I spend time with and I disciple. Um, and uh, Chadi, why don't you believe in mentoring? I just don't think Jesus was a mentor. I think Jesus was uh, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And what he did is he discipled people towards the ways of his Father. And I think he says, go out and make disciples of the nations. He doesn't say, go out and make um, mentees. Uh, Lisa Bevere says, and I've said this a million times, that uh, mothers, uh, uh, that mentors um, replicate, I'm going to paraphrase, uh, unique uh, people that look like them, but mothers and fathers uh, replicate unique people. And so I just want to replicate unique people. And we were talking about time and space in our discipleship lunch that we had the other day. And she said, you know, I just can't multitask. And I was like, yeah, you're not meant to multitask. We were not built to multitask. Our life was not built to multitask. Our life was meant to be intentional, uh, living without fear, uh, with a perspective uh, that time is holy and our life should be lived out as such embracing the time that we have embracing the moments in time and space that God has given us and giving it back to God um, in a holy way in a set apart way 
this is the weirdest podcast episode season of you. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware this is different fam. But you know what? When I grow, you grow. So we're just growing together. How about that? So we live in a hustle culture where everything is in a rush. There's no rest. There's no intentionality. We rush through things. We multitask everything. God did not call us to multitask. I I look at the life of Jesus and he was never in a rush. There is a, oh my gosh, is it, was it Luke? Is it both? I think it's Matthew and Luke. It's the woman with the issue of blood story. Um, Girl, I got a Google right in front of me. Please hold woman with the issue of blood story. Uh, It is in Luke 8. Yes. Okay. So Jairus calls Jesus and he's like, Hey, my daughter's dying. Will you please come heal her? Jesus is like, sweet, let's go wrap it up. All the disciples go with him. The crowd goes with him. It's people everywhere. And as he's walking, a woman presses through the crowd. Who's not supposed to be there, who should be shunned by society has, has a lot of issues. Uh, She's sick. She's gotten some stuff. She um, touched the hem of his garment and she's healed and Jesus stops and the crowd is upset they want him to keep moving Uh, the disciples are reminding him of his schedule Um, everyone's kind of freaking out and Jesus pauses turns around like literally takes the time to uh, there's a miracle in the pause right so God this girl gets completely healed of an issue she's had for 12 years it's one of my top favorite stories in the Bible and what I love so much about it what I've been loving so much about it recently is the reality that Jesus was not in a hurry. We live our lives in a hurry. And um, <laughs> I think we live our lives in a hurry because we always think everything is a battle. It's like, we're, it's like we have this battle against time. We're always at war with time. I don't have enough time. Do you guys, um, do you guys ever look at those like Facebook memories? You guys that are old enough to actually have a Facebook. um, I love looking, going back and looking at memories and looking at um, like Instagram will let me look at my stories from back in the day. I just like it. I like looking back. And what I realized on my Facebook 10, 12 years ago, even like it happens all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, it's 4 a.m. Just making another website. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so busy. And it's like, I have always been that person that lived my life busy. I'm always busy. It's an ongoing joke that I have like um, (laughs) four jobs at all times. Uh, But what I have shifted in my life over the last three years is to be more intentional with my time, more intentional and not live busy, but live intentional. And so the way, what I realized as I was navigating all this I went back and I read the Sabbath because I really believed that I needed to um, really engage rest differently. I've been talking a lot about it over the last two years. You can see it in my podcast. You can see it in my messages, whether you're listening on YouTube or you're listening to the actual podcast. I am rest is rest is my word for the year of 2023. I believe that God has called me to a season of rest. Does it mean I'm not doing the things I want to do? No, actually, I'm still doing them. I'm just engaging time as holy. And, um, And so what that has looked like is me understanding that my greatest issue with time was fear which ironically when I look at the Deuteronomy which we've been living kind of in I've been kind of going to different spaces Deuteronomy I remember when I was reading Deuteronomy I highlighted this part and was like oh my gosh I'm gonna talk about this on the podcast because 
it has been like my issue with time has been fear. And so um, just in case, just in case, uh, just in case we were actually at war with time, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to give you what it looks like when you go to war. This is what Moses was telling his people. They're about to enter into the promised land. Uh, they're, he's, they're about to be given territory, right? And he says, this is how you war. Like literally on top of it was like how to go to war. Uh, when it's in 20, uh, when you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them. The first thing it says is when you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them. I think the greatest uh, struggle with time and understanding time, one is not understanding that it's holy, right? But it is, it's holy. And um, when sin came into the world, it made it... Uh, it tried to take away uh, its holiness, its sacredness, okay? And it did that by causing fear. Fear that you were going to miss out on something. Fear that you needed to be in a hurry. But what I love about this, it says, when you go to war against your enemies and see that the horses and chariots and the army are greater than yours, do not be afraid. And I started to laugh. I was like, dude, if this is how I'm supposed to deal with wars, this is, this is how I'm supposed to deal, deal with things that I feel like I'm warring with. Time is that thing that I feel like I'm constantly warring with. But when I see that the things are bigger than me, I'm not afraid of them. I know that God is in charge. And then it goes on, because the Lord your God has brought, brought you out of Egypt and will be with you. When you uh, are about to go into battle, the priest shall come over and forward the addressing army. He shall say, Hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not panic or be terrified. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. What keeps you from seeing your days on this earth, your moments with your family and the spaces God is asking you to be in as sacred. I think the thing that we are at war with uh, is fear of time, fear of not understanding what time is. And, and thus we, oh, there's a thus again. And then, so what happens is we run around like chickens with our head cut off, busy thinking we're going to miss out on the things that God has with us. But FOMO is not a thing in the kingdom. God is, God's not missing out. There, I wrote this down, where did I write? There is nothing that is a waste of time with God. I know that this specific thing is talking about battles, but even battles, like all the things we struggle with, all the things we navigate, that we rush through and that we're not intentional with, like God is not shocked by them. He still has made time holy and is still asking us as followers of the way of Jesus uh, to still see time as holy. And so let's say you are in a battle. What are you afraid of? What are you leaning into that has allowed you to not see your time and your space and your faith and your family uh, as holy? as sacred unto God. I think that so many times we look and we see the horses and the chariots and the armies and all the things we have to do and our to-do lists and success that we haven't had or the influence we're trying to keep or the followers that we're losing, whatever nonsense it is, that it's not nonsense, I shouldn't say that. Whatever things that we find to be important, um, bigger than God, bigger than what God has truly called us to. I said this, I think, in the first episode, that we're called to love God and love people. 
that the purpose of our life is to be creatives, to be vessels where His presence can dwell, and thus uh, drawing in other people to experience the love of God. And I think when we understand our call and our purpose, uh, it's easy to uh, embrace time as holy because it doesn't matter what we're doing. We're going to be intentional like Jesus was in Luke, and we're going to see the world as an opportunity for God to be glorified, right? So, here we are. If you are at war, if you are full of fear, uh, you need to question. I look at your life and say, man, is this why I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off? What am I scared that I'm going to miss? You know, what am I scared I'm going to, I'm not going to get to do or, you know, like there's so many people that are like, oh, but I'm single and I'm too, uh, am I going to have kids? Am I going to, like, what, what are the things that you're scared of? Like, write it down. I think that when uh, the enemy uh, keeps us scared, uh, what happens is we're unable to see God's hand in it and God's perspective. And so I'm just going to tell you what I'm scared of. These are the things that I struggle with that keep me uh, running myself rampant, uh, hustling and and hurrying through life, and the thing, those things are um, uh, relationships. Like worried that I'm worried that I'm not I'm not being intentional enough, or I didn't meet this person for lunch, or I didn't like I'm not pastoring good enough. I'm, I didn't do the podcast. Oh my God, what people are going to stop listening to the podcast? What am I going to do if I don't like my relationships? Because you guys were in relationship, we're friends at this point. So like I really worry. I worry about that. It, 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 it like so I, I'm like always trying to figure out how to do things and do things well. And what if I don't do them at all? And oh my God, and am I not? being a good steward of that. So then I like run myself rampant and I don't give my time back to God and I don't seek God in the way that I should and I don't see time as holy. I see time as an opportunity for me to do more stuff. And uh, and so then uh, I, I panic. And the reality of the situation is, is God didn't create me in that way or for that way. He created me to live from a place of peace, from a pace of peace like Jesus. And, and, and when I'm faced with the horses and the chariots and everything is intense, I will see God with the right perspective. So fear will definitely keep us uh, running around and not seeing time as holy, but so will our perspective. I love this. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight, well, to, with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you. You don't even have to fight your battles. Can I just throw that out to you? Um, well, you know, you don't have to say things. Like, I look at Jesus and Pilate. You can read this in the Gospels and the things that he said to him. And Jesus just was like, I ain't got really nothing to say to you. And then, like, you see it with, again, with the... Um, when he was arrested and they were slapping him and doing, he just was saying, I don't really have anything to say. Like, there's so many things, if we just kept our mouths shut, if we just let God go before us and fight for us uh, and, and function from a place of no fear, time wouldn't be something we feel we have to war with. Thus, people wouldn't be something we feel like we have to war with. And then all those other things you're having issues with, all those other things that you're fearing wouldn't be an issue because time is sacred. You know that every single day that you have is not promised. Every single day that you have, you are being intentional with. You are not rushing through. And God has God is doing miracles in your pauses, miracles and people that you're encountering, signs and wonders and things that you have missed. Some of you are listening to the podcast and be like, I don't even function like that. My life isn't really like that. I go to church on Sunday. Um, I occasionally listen to your podcast. I don't really understand it because you're always yelling at us. Um, I'm just really just trying to live my life cool man but if you gave your life and your time and 
back to God, your faith, your creativity, all these things that I've been talking about, and you saw them as sacred, if you saw your time as sacred and holy, kadosh, unto the Lord, uh, my God, it would be so easy to rest. It would so be easy to have a Sabbath. It would be so easy to dedicate moments in your day to just sit and be with God. It would be so easy to not have to struggle and be in a hurry. You would be intentional with people. People would encounter you and be have life change. Uh, but the thing is that no one looks at these things as sacred anymore. But sacred is a thing. Oh my God. It's a thing. When you are not riddled with fear and you're not in a hurry and you stop fighting battles that you think you have to fight, but God is actually with you and God is actually the one going through the victory, you will see life and time as sacred. A space for God to be glorified in your faith, in your creativity, in your family, and in your influence. You will see time as an opportunity to do what 1 Thessalonians says. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Sometimes uh, people will be like, I don't know if this is God's will for me. I don't know if this person is God's will for me. I don't know if this job is God's will for me. And I don't know why. I just always go back to this verse. And I think, God... All these things you've given to me are sacred and holy and set apart. What do you want me to do with all that? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And give thanks in all circumstances. Time is holy. And in that time, you're meant to rejoice always. Rejoice. You can't rejoice if you're full of fear. Pray without ceasing. Dude, I don't pray without ceasing. And I'm like, oh God, what am I doing? Oh, what am I? Like, yeah, I do have prayers that sound like that. But my prayers are usually like, oh God, that's awesome. Oh Lord, thank you God that I got to do my podcast today. Oh, thank you God for my smoking hot husband. That's, no, I don't. I don't say that. I usually just like, Lord, thank you that he made dinner and he's better than me. Um, but I, like, what, like, I'm constantly thanking God. I'm constantly talking to God. Not because I'm the greatest Christian in the world. It's because I have problems and I need Jesus. Jesus, and I have feelings and I need them surrendered to Jesus. I go to the Lord because I know that I have a propensity to war with things I shouldn't and be at fear. And thus what happens when I lit, if I say thus one more time, I'm going to throw my computer at the, at the camera. I mean, it's annoying. It's annoying guys. Right, even for me. Um, but I don't want to live a life riddled with fear. I don't want to live a life where I lose perspective. And when, I, when I'm overwhelmed with those things, I don't see the things of God as sacred. And time is sacred. It is holy. And I, don't, I want to set my time aside in every day. And not just every day, but I want to have a Sabbath. It's important. So some of, you, some of you guys are like, Chadi, I'm really sick and tired of you talking about the Sabbath. Like, uh, when do you know that whether you should actually have a Sabbath? Or Like, dude, Sabbath, is, he, he, it was the first thing he made holy. Time was the first thing he made holy. Every single part of your day, like you should have a time during the week, whether it's a Monday, whether it's where you just like hang out with your family and love your family and 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 rest from the the um oh my gosh, from things, from the hurry and the rush and the nonsense of the world. When should I do that? Every week. What day? Whatever floats your boat. Whatever you feel or you can because of your schedule. Like I don't, I don't. Look, I push the Sabbath and rest so hard because God made time holy, holy in space and holy within us. 
but we can't take time out to give time and space. If we can't take time to, to give God back his time, to give God back his space, because we're constantly in battles and riddled with fear, uh, instead of peace, knowing God uh, is making a way for us, our family, we won't be sacred or holy or set apart. Our families, our purposes, our walk with God, none of those things. Throw them all out with the baby in the bathwater. Because the reality is, is every morning you should get up and go, this day is God's. My mom, when we were kids, she'd say, make sure you pray on your way to school. Make sure you like give your day to God. And I, I always thought that was really stupid. And I remember, um, but I would do it. I would do it all the time. And I'd be like, okay, God, today is your day. This is your day, the day you have made. Like, I would, I would do it. Even when I didn't believe it, I would do it. And it was a constant reminder, even in the years that I didn't follow him well, and the years that I didn't follow him at all, I would still be like, God, this is your day. Like, it was always an understanding in my heart, in my mind, that God was holy. And that even though I wasn't following him, there was something deep inside. It was like a, a seed of of desire to want to follow God and really follow him with all I was because my, my mom always told us that the day was God's. That every day we woke up was a gift from God. And every day we woke up was a gift that was given to us to be able to seek him and love him and be like him in the world so that others could then experience him. And we didn't have an easy childhood. Um, we didn't have an. I, I didn't. We didn't have an easy life. There were things that I wish, sadly, we wouldn't have had to um, live through or navigate. And but even in the times of war, what I noticed is um, it riddled me with fear and loss of perspective. And then because of that, my time it gave me a fear of time, a fear of like missing out, a fear of of legacy, a fear of that I wasn't going to be successful enough. It was like fear, 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 fear. And I think the enemy wants to fill you with fear, fill you with hurry, fill you with rush. And what's going to happen is you're going to miss out on what God has for you and miss out on the people that God has for you to impact and influence uh, because you're riddled with fear. And when you navigate your battles, like the people of Israel, like it goes on to say all these really cool things and really scary things about battle. And like, um, but that specifically that um, part of the story I wanted to pull out because I thought it was so cool that I was like, oh, that's cool. It says, if you go to war, don't be afraid. And he keeps saying it over and over and over and over again. And like, even when King David like was fighting Goliath, he was like, I'm not going to be afraid. Like he, like he said, it was like this, it was like he had taken that from generations before because this happened long before him. And then he fought Goliath with that same perspective. And I'm like, man, we are on the other side of David. What if we, and, and the other side of Jesus. So like, what would Jesus, how Jesus lived without fear, pause, understanding that even though you're at war, Jesus was at war with everything. It doesn't matter what war you're in. And it doesn't matter what you're facing. Um, do not fear. Keep the right perspective. God is with you. And he will fight for you. Jesus has already won on the cross. You don't have to war. You don't have to fight um, because he's already won. But what you need to do is fight from a place of victory. And you do that by understanding the things that are sacred. Um, that way you can live your life out like Jesus and uh, cry in the corners of life with a level of <laughs> decorum. <laughs> and not like a weirdo. Not like 
Claire Danes, who I love. Anyways, so yeah, that's season nine. It's a wrap on season nine. Whoopsh. So yeah, I love you guys. Um, yeah, sacred is a thing. Make it a thing. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. It's not tradition, remember? It's not religion. It's living out an understanding of your relationship with Jesus in such a way that uh, your faith, how you walk out your life, leads people to Jesus. Your creativity, the things you produce, uh, builds a safe space for His presence and leads people back to Jesus. Um, your family, you, and everyone on mission with you leads people back to Jesus. Um, and your influence, the land that God's given you, the territory, the workspaces, the social media, all the things that God has given you leads people back to Jesus. And your time leads people back to Jesus because it's unhurried and it's slow and it's focused. At the end of the day, if you're not leading people back to Jesus, what are we even doing here? Yeah. Love you, weirdos. Do you too have a face that speaks for you and may or may not offend the room? This book is for you. And for everyone else who wants to embrace their feelings, throat punch anxiety, and manage their emotions well, I Cry in Corners, a book about feelings, Jesus, and how Jesus dealt with feelings. Get your copy today.